<laughs> Welcome to Facing Fear with Sarah. My name is Sarah McInerney Hawk. I am your host. I went from 30 flirty and thriving to 30 flirty and surviving. I was diagnosed with breast cancer at age 30, and prior to that, I had faced a lot of fears in life, which led me to creating this podcast in 2019. Fast forward, here we are many years later, and I've interviewed over 100 different guests with many stories of how they face fear while remaining unapologetically authentic. That is what we are here to do, encourage you to live your life unapologetically and authentically. The Facing Fear world recently got a little bit bigger because a new part of it is in the world, and that's my book, my very first book. It's called Does Carcinoma Mean Cancer? It covers the four days between being tested for cancer and finding out that I had it, and the funny things that happened in between. Well, you know, funny, happy, sad, etc. It can be found anywhere on Amazon, and it's a graphic memoir, which means it is 70% art, 30% text, and it's 74 pages long. So it's something you could read in one sitting, revisit multiple times because the art has a lot of dual meanings and I'm so proud of it. Go check it out on Amazon or facingfearwithsarah.com backslash book. All right, let's get into this week's episode. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in. Before we get started with today's show, I wanted to let you know that some of this content and the interviews you're about to listen to just airing now are from a few months ago. It turns out battling cancer and keeping up with a podcast and a full-time job and family and friends and just surviving is pretty hard to do. So your girl needed a little break. I wanted to let you know that what you may be hearing is probably real life things that happened a few months ago. And if you check my social media, things are a little different now, but I felt it necessary to go back and completely document my entire cancer journey. So you have the complete story. Thanks for your patience and thanks for listening. Well, hello, hello. It has been a long time since I've gotten on the mic. I'm back for a few reasons, but first, Let's catch you up in case this might be your first time listening, or if you're a loyal listener and you're like, wait, who is this again? What podcast is this? (laughs) I'm Sarah McInerney Hawk, and in October of 2021, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. In January, I had a bilateral mastectomy, and from February to the end of July, I endured chemo. It really threw me for a loop, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all of it. I disappeared for a while because I was surviving. I needed to let myself take it day by day because depression and anxiety were not allowing me to function as I normally would. In September, I'll undergo five weeks of radiation and then oral medication after that called tamoxifen. So although I still have a little bit to go in my cancer journey and I kind of gave up there for a second, I felt it important to come back. So as you can assume, cancer has changed my life, and I've been thinking about that a lot lately, especially since this day, August 11th, is my 31st birthday. I figured it would be the perfect time to put myself out there again. I owe it to all of you amazing, loving, wonderful listeners to finish what I started, which is documenting my cancer journey. And of course today, share my thoughts on turning another beautiful, wonderfully blessed, amazing year older. 
When I think about my birthday today, I can't help but think about where I was at this time last year. I was so excited to turn 30. To me, it felt like a graduation. I learned and made mistakes and had too much fun in my 20s. I felt like I earned turning 30. I had grown up mentally and emotionally. I had recently made a huge career change. I was extremely confident in myself. I finally learned how to curl my hair after years of my sisters, roommates, and friends doing it for me. This podcast was in a really good place. I was living a wonderful life in a home with my husband, and I was excited to see what was around the corner for me in my 30s. And oh, baby, that corner wasn't just your average 90 degree, you know, like corner turn. It was a motherfucking hairpin turn (laughs) into something I could have never predicted. Being diagnosed with cancer at 30 years old. It is truly wild to think all I have been through since August 11th, 2021. Almost two months into being 30, flirty and thriving, I was diagnosed with something I never ever imagined would happen to me. Invasive ductal carcinoma, ERPR positive, HR2 negative, stage one. Multiple cancer spots in one breast, found in one lymph node, and all of that fancy language is for my cancer friends out there listening who are probably curious what type of cancer I have. Also, on a, another serious note, I don't know if you guys can hear this, but there is a beeping noise going on. I'm pretty sure you can. Um, if you can't, that's great. But there's a beeping noise going on. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know how to stop it. And I don't care. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Cancer quickly became the main headline of my life. It was no longer about advancing in my job or thinking about having kids or wondering if we hustled hard enough, could we save a sh- could we save? Could we shave? Could we shave a few years off our mortgage payments? Everything after October 14th, 2021 became about cancer. I spent October to December going through tests and tests and tests, scans, results, pokes and prods to finally land a surgery date on January 12, 2022. From October to the end of the year, I was a freaking superhero. I totally leaned into being your friendly, upbeat, I totally got this, cancer superwoman. I designed merch. I was so active on social media. I even started a TikTok. I shared God winks and amazing blessings. I had fun with it and I even made fun of it. I was running the marathon of cancer, taking off at record speed for the first few miles. Exactly what every racer, or excuse me, racer, what every runner knows not to do in a marathon, take off at the speed of motherfucking lightning. Then chemo rolled around. Again, I started that race off hot. I documented on Instagram. I wore fun outfits and I kept staying active. This thing wasn't going to take me down until it did. April, May, and June were filled with tears of depression, of anxiety, of self-doubt, of not being able to get myself off the couch. I never in my wildest dreams imagined this would be me at 30. 
Oh, and did I mention by this time I was straight up bald? I'm happy to say I finished chemo on July 22nd, and I am so damn proud of my body for surviving and recovering from one of the harshest medical concoctions a patient can receive. I had adromycin, aka AC, aka the red DEVIL, which I called the red soldier. Then I had Taxol. Then I had a massive allergic reaction and was kicked off of that. And then I had, oh my gosh, what was it called? What was the last one? AC, Tamoxifen, and oh, I can never spell it too. I know when I'm typing it on Instagram to other cancer friends, I can never spell it. Um, Oh my gosh, pause for Google. Ah, Google didn't even help me because I have chemo brain and I couldn't even figure out what to Google, but it's called Abraxine. Abraxine was the third type of chemo that I had. Okay, so during that time, it um, was really depressing. Uh, I was sad. I could not function. I would quit working like halfway through the day. I would avoid going home because I was lonely. I could not be in my car without calling somebody because I felt lonely. And that's just totally not normal me. There's a whole bunch of other things. And like I said, today's just a little bit of a reflection and a catch up, but I'm going to go back and kind of document. So you'll get more of that later. However, I did Um, I did manage to continue to document my journey. However, I really slowed down. I stopped creating and TikToking and all of that because I was just so like tired and defeated and whatnot. But I did manage to capture a lot of my chemo journey and I made a little YouTube. So that's linked in the show notes if you want to watch the entire journey. Cancer does this crazy thing to you when you're diagnosed And it thrusts you into community you never wanted to be a part of. And it makes you think about death. It makes you realize we really do not know how much life we have left. Prior to cancer, I always carried carried this like fear slash motivation of not knowing how much life I had left. So I must do all the things now. I must rush through my career. I must rush through creating a side hustle. I must get all the awards and do the things. It must all be done now. And then cancer does this other thing to you. It slows you the fuck down. And whether you go through intense surgery, treatment or not, just being touched by the big C changes you a lot. For me, it's shown me how to live slower, be more in the present, and remind myself that gratitude is truly the greatest medicine ever. It's funny that today I turn one year older, but I carry way less fucks about accomplishments, career aspirations, (laughs) side hustle dreams, and what Jacob and I family plans may or may not look like. I am trying to take it one day at a time instead of begging God for a detailed plan of my future, like I did so many times going through chemo. I am choosing to make my main goal taking care of me and trusting that it will all work out. Today, I am especially grateful to be alive. That's it, period, alive. To be able to take a breath repeatedly, to know I am surviving and will survive what took over my 30th year in order to make it here to 31. I've really gotten into reading books by monks 
and learned more about living in the present, which is a constant practice, by the way. Something not to be mastered overnight. I want to share from a book from my favorite monk, Tick Not Han. My good friend Danny turned me on to him, and I will probably read everything he writes. But one of the books that she gave me is called Your True Home, and it gives small passages of his wisdom for 365 days in a row. It's often the first thing I do when I get up. I read his passage and then make little notes and doodle on that page. So here's the passage that I want to share. All around us, life bursts forth with miracles. A glass of clean water, a ray of sunshine, a leaf, a caterpillar, a flower, laughter, raindrops. If you live in awareness, it is easy to see miracles everywhere. Each human being is a multiplicity of miracles. Eyes that see thousands of colors, shapes, and forms. Ears that hear a beer flying, a beer flying, a beer flying, (laughs) a bee flying, or a thunderclap. A brain that ponders a speck of dust as easily as the entire cosmos. A heart that beats in rhythm with the heartbeat of all beings. When we are tired and feel discouraged by life's daily struggles, we may not notice these miracles, but they are always there. Cancer has taught me that we really do make life complicated. We think about it way too much and just look around. Miracles are everywhere. God brought them here. God brought you here. Smile and be happy for the small things. That is what I'm going to take with me to 31. When I think about my birthday last year, I was headed around that hairpin turn for one big present a few months after turning 30. This present would include more snail mail than my little snail mail loving heart could ever desire, the most beautiful words written about me, my character, my personality, my determination, my humor, comments on the beautifulness of my soul. I would also receive gift after gift almost on a daily occurrence for quite a few months there. I would meet medical professionals that while they work in one of the most intimidating areas of care would become some of the people I trust the most. This birthday gift would include a spontaneous trip to Florida, two getaways to Los Angeles, a support system for my coworkers that went far and beyond the bounds of what corporations can provide on paper. It would show me friends and family and those who I haven't talked to in years give a shit. People really care. This is a birthday gift I hope to never receive again. And I would never give it to you or wish it upon you. And as an avid snail mailer and thank you card enthusiast, I don't think I'm going to write this birthday gift a thank you card. Sometimes the worst things in our lives that are completely unexpected that we did not ask for can turn out to be a gift. After I turned 30 last year, I had so many ideas of what it would be like in my head. I felt confident and excited to graduate into this new decade. I spent my 20s adventuring working hard at my career, my side hustle, and loving my friends and family. Little did I know I would get, wait, little, (laughs) sorry, chemo brain, okay? Chemo brain lasts for a long time. Little did I know the gift I would get a few months after turning 30 would transform 
all of those things and changed my perspective on quite a few. While I do feel like this gift made me miss out on some of my 30th year, I will move on to 31, 32, 33, and all the way up to 100. Yes, I plan on living to 100 as a changed person from the inside out. Sometimes the biggest tragedies and the most painful experiences and gut-wrenching medical medical diagnoses can turn out to be a gift. And I think you know exactly what gift I'm talking about. However, there's a TED Talk by a woman named Stacy Kramer that tells it a little bit better. And I want to share a little bit from her TED Talk. She says, Imagine, if you will, a gift. It's not too big, about the size of a golf ball. Mine was about the size of probably like a golf tee. It's going to do incredible things for you. It will bring all of your family together. You will feel loved and appreciated like never before and reconnect with friends and acquaintances you haven't heard from in years. Adoration and admiration will overwhelm you. It will recalibrate what's most important in your life. It will redefine your sense of spirituality and faith. You'll have a new understanding and trust in your body. You'll have unsurpassed vitality and energy. You'll expand your vocabulary, meet new people, and you'll have a healthier lifestyle. And get this, you'll have an eight-week vacation of doing absolutely nothing. You'll eat countless gourmet meals. Flowers will arrive by the truckload. People will say to you, you look great. Have you had any work done? And you'll have a lifetime supply of good drugs. You'll be challenged, inspired, motivated, and humbled. Your life will have a new meaning. Peace, health, serenity, happiness, nirvana. The price? A little too much to gather in one sentence. This gift came, she says, Stacy says, this gift came to me about five months ago. It was a rare gem, a brain tumor, the gift that keeps on giving. And while I'm okay now, I wouldn't wish this gift for you. I'm not sure you'd want it, but I wouldn't change my experience. It profoundly altered my life in ways I didn't expect. So the next time you're faced with something that's unexpected, unwanted, and uncertain, consider that it just may be a gift. I would have to completely agree with you, Stacy. As I think back on 30 and the dominance that cancer played throughout the year, I do think that I would call it a gift. That's not to be insensitive to the many people I have met on social media or seen or watched or heard about or dried the tears of my friends who have known people who have passed away from this horrible big C. But it's to watch these same people do what I've done and turn the worst diagnoses and the shittiest days and the hardest medical conditions and the worst feelings inside and out into something beautiful, a gift. Finally, I want to share one last little paragraph from one of my favorite books, More Beautiful Than Before by Steve Letter. I've talked about this book before, and it was a gift that someone got me right at the beginning of my cancer journey. And if you know someone going through this, this is an excellent gift to give them. At the end of a chapter called Enough is Enough, he says, it is a wiser person, a happier person, a more successful person, a better person who even in pain or especially in pain, can affirm the enoughness, the beauty, the miracle of bread. 
okay, why does he say bread? He says bread because, you know, bread is like one of the most simple things that we eat in life and it's been around forever. But you get the point. The beauty in the small, ordinary, everyday life. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Facing Fear podcast. I'd love to know what you think, so please leave a review on Apple's podcast app, or you can go to the Facing Fear with Sarah Facebook and leave a review there as well. If you or someone you know has a story of overcoming fear to pursue their own definition of success, please submit yourself or that person as a guest. You can do that at facingfearwithsarah.com. Until next time, I'll see you in the social media world. You can find the show everywhere at Facing Fear with Sarah or communicate directly by emailing hello at facingfearwithsarah.com. You made it to the end of the episode, so I'm going to give you a little surprise. I was recently published in the Wildfire Magazine. It is the first and only publication for and by those who are too young to be affected by breast cancer. And you can go get this issue at a discount. So visit wildfirecommunity.org and use code wildfire15 or even better, use the link in my social media, in the show notes today. And if you use that particular link and the code, you can not only save yourself money, but you can also earn me a little bit of money as I get a kickback from every purchase used under Sarah's link. So go check it out in the show notes. The issue is themed the new normal and this is relatable for anybody who's been through some kind of storm in life and is trying to figure out who they are and who and what and how and why life goes on afterwards. So check it out. Go visit wildfirecommunity.org. Use code wildfire15 to save on your version of a print or digital copy of the latest issue called The New Normal. Thank you so, so much for your support.